Last time on Dice Funk, Gov. What are Slime's, like, super secret weaknesses that can let us defeat this new boss fight, like, in a single hit? Alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. You have gotten the Kitsune's attention in a real way. Oh, and, nice. And it, it looks at you, <laughs> and you look at each other, and it lights you on fire. <laughs> Witness me! <laughs> <laughs> and he's speaking to the Kitsune. <laughs> Sun, moon, stars isn't enough. I want everyone in this village to love me. All right, well, it seems like you need this more than me, and I just reach into my stomach cavity and pull out William's skull. You take this, and you think on what you've done. Uh, Egregore oven mitts. (gasps) (laughs) Oven mitts for the Egregore. Egregore oven mitts. That is a non-magical item. Oh, thanks for telling me, I guess. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm... Sorry, um, y- you had left. It was a very good no, idea. No, it's cool. It's you. You solved it all. That's good. It, it's up to you to decide whether your characters are citizens or not. Oh, now that I know it's a, it's like a choice of kind of citizenship and that that decision. I would say right now neither of them are um, represented there. We have a place for you, Great Scald, back in the village. Will you be returning with us and accept our honors for your successful retrieval of this? Artifact. No, I now owe a great debt to the people of this village, and I must stay until it is repaid. You see coming from the graveyard, uh, it is a frost giant skeleton, the one whose tomb you just opened. Hello, Governor. My name is Mold. I am going to change your neurochemicals so that you love me. And just keeps walking. Hello, Mold. Please don't do that. that. They'll come around. Don't worry. You can do it in character. You can do it in character. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> "Come on down to the ice rink." Philip sponsored by. <laughs> so, so today's grand opening of the ice rink is sponsored by a podcast. What's a podcast? <laughs> you ask. Don't worry about it. Um, no. Um, hey, Dice Funk fans. Uh, I, Sophie, uh, am doing a new podcast. It's called Rolling with Rainbows. It's something I've been planning for a while with my friend Jess. And uh, we try out loads of different uh, tabletop systems on there. Uh, the first season is going to be Call of Cthulhu. I've got a whole campaign plan called The Horror at Narragansett. We played Avery Alder's The Quiet Year in order to make a fictionalized version of the town of Rhode Island. Uh, sorry, na- <laughs> shit. The town of Narragansett, Rhode Island, and it uh, went pretty well. And the first episodes actually should be out by the time that you're hearing this. So if you go and look for Rolling with Rainbows anywhere that podcasts are sold, <laughs> that that's it. And you can also get the episodes early on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Curiovids.
Go check these things out. They're very good. I get my podcasts from a shady guy. He sells them out of his coat. They're really <laughs> expensive. I get my podcasts on cassette tape. Um, I've yet to find something to play them in, but... I like that. I get my podcasts off a podcast app. <laughs> I, I get my podcasts delivered in pristine punch cards, okay? You know, they're just perfect. Oh. My friend mm-hmm. keeps giving me vinyl podcasts, and I don't have a player, and I don't know how to tell her that I don't. It's it's really expensive, but I get podcasts now on little wind-up music boxes, uh, where you just gotta, like, wind them up, and, and like, every ten minutes or so you're having to rewind the podcast and keep it going. Sophie, I heard that if you take your like one of your canines and put it onto one of the grooves and then spin it, <laughs> you can hear it in your skull. <laughs> oh, thanks for that tip. I'll, I'll give that a go. Yeah, it'll reverberate in your bones. Great. I, I want I want to have uh, the first uh, seven seasons of Dice Funk reverberate in my bones. So that's good. Yeah. That's what I was going for. The mastery engineer inside of me is just screaming right now for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh. It, am I wrong? No, I'm not. Also, if you put your finger on a spinning record and you open your mouth, it comes out your mouth. That's actually I've seen that. I've seen that in a documentary called Exactly. Uh, I've Looney seen Tunes. it happen too on TV. All my friends smoke podcasts, but I don't really like it so much. I, I just do podcast edibles. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Just 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 don't do podcasts on an empty stomach. You just got, you got to be careful. And whatever you do, when your best friend is looking over to you and says, "Dude, I think this podcast is laced." Don't believe them because that's just a one-way trip to a bad time. Logically, who would want to lace weed? Nobody wants to lace weed. Nobody wants to go on an extreme weed you, listen, trip. Listen, listen. Listen, you could tell my friends from sophomore year of college that, and they would still come up with a reason to exp- justify how and why, but, you know, people are dumb <laughs> in college. As, I'm, g- I'm gonna make it canon that because this ice rink uh, sponsor- was sponsored by Rolling with Rainbows, uh, now there's just a sign on the side of the wine and dined flyer that's just oh, constantly cute. there. <laughs> Great. This is gonna be so confusing in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so let's begin the episode with Philippa's infrastructure projects. I'm kind of turning over the DM uh, baton, the DM parliamentary mace to <laughs> Sophie uh, to paint us a picture of uh, how these things come to fruition over the weeks after the Akashic Stone mission. Uh, we're covering... You heard him say it. I have the control. Philippa, <laughs> 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 from the coal. This is my podcast now. Philippa kills everyone. No saves. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so paint us that picture. Feel free to bring in the other player characters because we're going to have uh, downtime scenes. This is a downtime episode. We're going to need your level nine as well, uh, Philippa. Cool. Uh, but this isn't one of the NPC scenes. Sure. Um, so I think that uh, one of the things is that, like, uh, as we've seen already a bunch of times, like, Slime can just build stuff. Uh, obviously, Slime is busy with Moist Watch stuff a lot of the time, but. I think that knowing that, like, it can get done in a day, like, basically the opening ceremony can also just be when it gets made, uh, Philippa would focus a lot more on on the planning and on the, like, public consultation side of it, like, going around to everybody, checking, like, what they thought of, like, where things should be, what they should kind of look like. Um, if you, if you have if, Austin, if you have particular feelings about like any of the characters, any of the NPCs, like how they would feel about what a bridge should be like, um, I imagine you know Shoko always has lots of suggestions, um, but like 
yeah, uh, I think that that's the, the the bulk of the thing is just kind of like a lot of planning and consultation and then more planning and then more consultation. She's a bit of a uh, bureaucrat that way. <laughs> and then um, I think that she finally arranged for like fun- once things are finally arranged um, and she knows what the plans are, she has, you know, slime plays an integral role in the ceremonies of things uh because of course they they actually make the stuff themselves um oh don't forget that they are like you know technically me after i make them oh (laughs) well i did i did forget that and that's something to think about now oh don't worry about it they're just happy to just be there cool and experience being a skating rink (laughs) i mean you're your slimes mold cells are definitely involved, <laughs> but I mean, I'm reading this Bell Fabricate. You convert raw materials into products of the same material. For example, you can fabricate a wooden bridge from a clump of trees. So, uh, like, what does this actually look like? What is the... Uh, oh, just the- imagine that just, like, there's a little bit of slime in there. It's not all slime. The slime can seep out at any time. I will I will say with the with the radically changing weather around Mount Grendel like um between seasons she probably would want to make sure it was a very long long lasting bridge um slime's there that would be a concern yeah i mean that's the whole issue with the bridge over the tarn is that during the summer when there isn't snow on like the steps up to the the cave you people just use that route but that's right. snowed in during the winter so there's just this slippery ice what kind of bridge would you build i like what's the actual labor of do you are you dragging trees over to it so she, uh, so slime can throw up on them so <laughs> i <laughs> so i think that she would um go to i can actually take a group of trees it says so in the spell yeah and do that i think i think yeah. that she would, i can do all of it i think that together there are materials like yeah there are plenty of trees right we kind of live in a place where there are like a, a good supply of of wood um there's, there's trees yeah the trees within short range of she, where we are yeah. she might ask um farmer applewhite to carry uh some like hefty stones uh like to to gather raw material enough for like a, a a rock component, like so, that like actually the the body of the bridge is stone, so that it won't wear down so so easily or quickly. But then maybe that it has like covering, so that it doesn't, if it snows, it doesn't snow onto the bridge, making it slippery. Oh, like a um a pointed roof on top, so it slides to the sides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. Technically, slime is kind of like the mortar that holds everything together. But like, if that's too OP, never mind. That didn't. Uh, that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's definitely stray slime mold cells vibing on the material. That's inevitable. But there is uh, like a core of non-slime, yeah. <laughs> like objects going on here. I mean, yeah, it's we, not all slime. It's just slime's just there. In the great adventure and experiment of slime's existence, these slime mold cells are ones that kind of decided to settle down along the along the way. Right? They're just like, yeah. it's okay. We'll be a bridge. That's all right. That's what we want. No, they want to be a bridge. Who wouldn't want to be a bridge? They volunteered to be a bridge. They're excited at the opportunity of what it would be like to be a bridge for 300 years. Hell yes. <laughs> that must be the appeal of those bridge constructor games that I see sometimes. And I'm like, <laughs> is that a game? That's a job. There are people who get paid to do that. Why would I? I don't know. I guess it's also like truck driving simulators. I, I literally play train driving simulators with a train controller. I spent several hundred pounds on so I cannot judge people who play 
job as video game. <laughs> I was uh, in a Discord, and at that moment, it was all dads, and they <laughs> had me play a video, a video gameplay of lawn, uh, like lawnmower simulator. Yeah, and they're all like very deeply like criticizing the person, and I couldn't understand why they were doing it wrong. But they were like, "No, look at the lines. This is they're too far away from the flower. Oh my god, they've lawned over the flowers." And I was like, "Wow." What There's stereotypes? Some... <laughs> just dads talking about lawnmowers? Come on. They were just all like, yeah, look at that one. <laughs> look at that. Listen, they're look, look, they're not even mowing the lawn properly along the grain. They're going cr- across the grain. That's going to look like shit when the HOA shows up. <laughs> and then they made, they made me watch reviews of like lawnmowers, <laughs> but like the really, really intense ones with like seats and like gears and I like, thought, I thought these were stuff. intense reviews of lawnmowers as opposed to reviews of intense lawnmowers. Both. In depth. <laughs> I love the idea that Mari just wanders into her room and there's just a bunch of dads here and then they immediately start clockwork oranging you into dad activities. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the blades. Mari, do One you see? One of us. One of us. <laughs> Why are the controls so much lower than the seat? This is terrible. Okay, what? I want to know now if there's lawnmower simulator speedruns. I need to know. I bet th- now you're all looking it up being like, wait, this is kind of nice. Oh, God. You could beat those because dads take their time and you could just fucking put the pedal to the floor and kill those begonias. Yeah. It's not a race, okay? We're trying to get it done. It is a race. <laughs> it is a race. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a speedrun world record holder for train simulator because I ignore all the stops and I risk derailment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's Virgin Rail uh, Simulator. UK jokes. I don't get it. UK jokes. We get them. We'll, we'll outnumber you eventually. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to do jokes only. I understand. I hate it when the loop, you know, is too wonky. See, I know and that there's joke. There's pee everywhere. Yeah, I know about no, that. No, yeah, nobody gets it. I get it. Only I do. I get it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about the Chicago Bears draft picks, Mari? I don't follow sports. I'm going to watch a bunch of millionaires make more millions. I thought we were just going to have some Chicago talk. Mm-hmm. Look at these healthy, young millionaires. Let's worship them like gods. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Oh. So we talked about the, the tarn. We have slime throwing up on trees that are carried there by Applewhite. Uh, does Aze or Neolith contribute in any way to this? Um, I think that the bridge. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I thought this was. <laughs> no, still... no, I fell if it wasn't a tribute. I love Sophie's. Like Neilith definitely does X, Y, and Z. I'm Laura, sorry. shut up. I'm, I'm building character. I was just gonna say that I like I've I, I invited everyone to the, the like the ice rink is much more of a thing, but like obviously people can do whatever they want with the bridge. I just like yeah. Uh, Ozzy unfortunately does not have a lot of really great well skill when it comes to aiding in the construction directly um the only thing that i figured that he could do to assist would be um possibly dragging over a a dulcimer over from his home to play a bit to for some entertainment (laughs) or possibly trying to assist in maybe doing a little engraving work on the bridges railing to kind of like signify different people on there for just posterity's sake. 
Don't you hate when you're at a party and the white guy breaks out the dulcimer? <laughs> Damn right. Especially when they break out the ham. Especially when they break out the hammered dulcimer because they not that where are they where are they hiding the hammers for that? that that's just super suspicious there. Um, Wait, mm-hmm. what's a dulcimer? A dulcimer is like a koto or zither. It is basically just like it is a stringed instrument that is on a board, and you either pluck them with your fingers or strike them with hammers. Um, it's a very pretty sounding instrument. Um, I'm just gonna Google it. Yeah, look up hammer to dulcimer music. It's very pretty. Okay. Uh, then picture everyone in hard hats, really, uh, you know, getting their hands dirty with this uh, physical labor, while Aze sits <laughs> with one of them and just fucking does inagata davida <laughs> instead of helping. <laughs> I have. He's helping by giving us. Uh, you know, soothing vibes. Entertainment. I have no idea what they would be doing on the construction, but if the tum-tums can all be in hot hats, uh, <laughs> that would be essential to my vision. The other thing that Ozzy can do in terms of actual practical things is use um, use the spell Imbue Constellation to grant everyone a bonus to their strength while they're working in the construction. Yay! Um, so he can assist in that respect as well. Uh- um. If if there's anything that needs welding, like any like railings that need sort of welding together, Neelith can use heat metal to sort of heat them up and, and melt the connections to stick them together. Slime has to absorb a lot of biomass while also producing a lot of biomass, so at some point it just looks like a giant horrible nightmare creature <laughs> who's just constantly absorbing things that people are throwing at it as it pukes up massive amounts of slime. Okay, well, in that case, I found what the tumtums are doing. They're like under Nobi's command. They're just like running to find things to throw into slime. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very slowly, Neelith is also going along any like railings and anything. Um, first of all, using prestidigitation to clean them little bit by little bit, but also at the same time, you can imbue them with a flavor, I believe. So uh, now all of the railings taste of cinnamon. <laughs> Do they smell of cinnamon? Because it would be really cool if the bridge smelled like cinnamon. I think like they, I think they smell of cinnamon as well. But incredible! You know, <laughs> you're smelling the taste of cinnamon. <laughs> See, that's going to be a problem because the tum tums are going to want to sniff that right out of the railings. They want that cinnamon flavor. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's fine. I, they, they they're not going to be tall enough to reach the top bit, so some of the scent will stay. That's a good point. Yeah, they'll they'll cl- they'll stack on top of each other. They can be they can they <laughs> they know how to get around this thing here. I, I picture the Tum Tums bringing slime biomass as being very much like the coal spirits from uh, Spirited Away, oh. like bringing all the charcoals out to burn. Yes, but much more upsetting. <laughs> yeah. While the Tum Tums form a conveyor belt to throw things into slime, can you be playing on your dulcimer that song that always plays in the factory scenes of Looney Tunes cartoons where it's dun 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 Good gosh. You just want me to write that, don't you? There this week. Fine. I'll figure out a way to do it. Anyways. Oh, and Kat would be painting expressive abstract art on the side of the bridge. Nice. I just looked it up. That song is called Powerhouse. It's by Raymond Scott. Perhaps best known today is the iconic assembly line music in animated cartoons released by Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cat does good art. Nobi commands the Tum Tums for Slime's biomass. Neelith is heating metal. Aze is jamming. Is that everybody? What about Squelcher? What's Squelcher doing? 
That's the $100 million questions. God, I need to know what Squelcher's up to. <laughs> That's up to you. Squelcher's at the snack table, and like their little um, trachea sniffer is going around on the snack table looking for things to, to suck up. Maybe a nice pudding. But it's really just like touching everything with its oh, trachea no. Because it's like sniffing out. It does. It can't, you know, it's trying to see what it likes. And then it finally finds a nice bowl of pudding and just starts sucking it up into its body through the neck mouth that shouldn't be there. It's like split open. You look at it and you're like, that's not, that wasn't supposed to be like that. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Philip, you're at level nine. What's that look like? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, not super different. Um, I did retool Philippa's spells based on, because druids can take whatever, you know, whatever spells they, you know, do during rest. Um, uh, I figured that after seeing blue slime, nega slime, uh, take, uh, like, walk off with the body of a frost giant, uh, she would be a little babashook and, uh, would, uh, just, like, get so many fire spells. Uh, so I've kind of I've kind of given her a f- quite a few uh, fire spells now. Flame blade. Um, I think I took wall of fire. Did I? Things like this. Um, things of this nature. Yeah. Things of this nature. Fi- fiery things. Fiery things. And also uh, water walk, which I don't think is going to come up. Um, but I kind of imagined because it's so cold. But I kind of imagined um, Philippa looking over her spells and deciding stuff to 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 learn. And she was just like, "Yeah, if I can do that, <laughs> like it's a neat party trick, right? Like if if there's a chance later on, walk on some water. Why not? She has wings, but still, <laughs> P- part of being governor is keeping up morale. You never know where you're gonna need to bust out a cool move, right? That's right." <laughs> Just, 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 just moonwalk across the lake, you know. Standard think, gubernatorial actions, you know. I think she like tried to have a, a a moment of like fantasizing what could be like the perfect opportunity to heroically use water walk, even though she has wings, and she imagined like something going into the a yokai portal, and she, she has to run across the water to to catch it before it falls in, and then she was like. Yeah, and she yeah. learned the spell. She was just like, you know, you sort of like ripple effect into like reality where she's like looking off into the middle distance, imagining it, and she's like, hell yeah, and then she decides to learn it. <laughs> that's that's going to be a spell that gets used once, and it's going to be like, oh no, Neelith's <laughs> accidentally thrown her frying pan out the window, and it's heading no! towards the ice rink. Oh no. Right. <laughs> So we already had Philippa's kind of downtime activity as a several week long infrastructure campaign. So we don't need to belabor that anymore. But you did bring up something that that segues very neatly into uh, Neelith's downtime, <gasps> which is mold and fire uh, and contingencies for, for mold's ongoing presence in the village. Yeah. Uh, so Neelith, why don't you tell us about level nine and then we'll start uh, building on that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's level nine. Um, I, I get a few things. I get a little extra HP. Um, I've got, my song of rest is more effective. I learned a new spell called seeming. I'm trying to remember what's... Okay, I thought you said 
We know what you thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Seeming allows you to change the appearance of any number of creatures you can see within range, giving them new magical appearances. Basically, group disguise magic. Um, so that's the thing I have now. And I got my, my third level four spell slot, my first level five. So, oh, I've got so many spell slots to throw around now. Yeah, the big thing with level nine is the increase in proficiency bonus, uh, which is yeah. everyone 5% better at the things they're already good at. But that's kind of a, a you know dry math thing. So uh, spells are probably going to be the most interesting otherwise. Uh, Neelith... Uh, I transition from mold here because you have a contingency plan that goes neatly into your downtime scene. Yeah, as I sort of mentioned last episode, I have brewer's tools, a thing that I took because I was allowed to take something and never really thought it through and was like, Neelith has a restaurant, maybe, maybe making drink to go alongside food, and now alcohol is a scarce resource and also something Neelith can help create, so... Uh, I think the idea for this downtime is that Neelith is going to go have downtime with Potter, uh, both to help with the recreating alcohol efforts, but also to have a bit of a chat about the history of the town, maybe. Yeah, so we are going to roll to see how much alcohol you successfully make at the end of this downtime scene, but let's let's paint the picture there gradually, uh, because Potter is the person most knowledgeable about I, uh, you know, other than you, about brewing, you have expertise or you have proficiency, so you do know a lot. But this is the other person who would know. Um, a weird, a weird biographical fact is that although I don't drink, my brother is in that industry. I have my half brother. Um, we, when we rented a house together, he had this huge whiteboard on his bedroom wall, which just covered in chemistry equations because he was brewing stuff and like make you know had like pressurized air and special fridges. He also works for another brewing company now. It's all it's a whole thing. So mm-hmm. I've seen this. I th- I think Neelith is coming to this scene with the background of I. You know, I got this brewer's kit, you know, for like for like Christmas or a birthday or something one year. I haven't really used it, but I've like I've made dishes with fermented fish before and fermentation's basically how alcohol works. So I I can probably do this. I think I know what I'm doing. Oh god, it's not fish flavored, is it? No. No, no it doesn't it doesn't have to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so you're setting up a, a, a system in the Dogberry. I assume there's probably a, a place there where there's like a magical uh, refrigerator. This is con- this is controversial, and I brought it up in a previous season. The idea that you could use a magic ice crystal to create a medieval refrigerator, but there's something to keep things cold. There's uh, you know the the various ingredients you'll need, hops and so forth. Uh, why don't you? T- what does this look like? Tell me about it. Um. So I think that that Neelith is very much, um, very much taking Potter's lead on this and being like, I'm not going to do anything until you tell me exactly what to do, because I follow instructions and I will do this correctly by waiting until you tell me how to do it. I'm not going to, I don't want to mess it up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So Potter (laughs) is this very large uh, furry bugbear man. He's wearing his little apron and he's uh, hook, hooking uh, pipes and stuff up. Uh, there's like a, a, a you know a big container where things will ferment, and then there's a pipe where it'll like drip down. Uh, he's he's getting us all set up to you, and let's just imagine that while you two are working, you can also have this conversation that uh, I think you're building up to because uh, Potter was the governor. He would have information about things going on 
in the village, most notably uh, the Kitsune, perhaps, and also a person you've been told about before. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you uh, get get the party started? Um. So you've 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 been a, you've been around Grendel a long time, right? Oh yeah, I've been here uh, oof, pretty much my whole life. I mean, I, I left for a bit, but uh, I like it here. Yeah, it's 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 lovely. I I know I've I know I've not been around a huge amount of time, but it's it's it felt like home very quickly. It's a really lovely little place. What more could you want? Uh, we got all kinds of little guys running around. <laughs> What's better than that? <laughs> I I mean, it, it felt like home very quickly upon arriving. It's a real it's a real lovely place. Um, but. <laughs> There is definitely some stuff about this place I don't know, and I feel like if there's anyone that could maybe help me answer some things, it might be you. Yeah, sure, dog. Hit me up. Um, who is Laszlo? Oh, uh, Laszlo the, yeah, he, uh, he used to be governor? Uh, shoot, was that before or after Voya? They were back to back. I can't remember which order they were. They were kind of a pair, you know. Not to not to gossip, you know. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they were, you know. Oh, oh. Um. How 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 much do you, do 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 you know about them? They they seem okay. Voya seems kind of important in that, like a lot of people have mentioned Voya, but like Last Laszlo's not a name I. Here very much at all. Yeah, everyone loved Master Voya, respected her a lot. She was a big tourism draw, you know, doing the star readings, very important for the people mapping stuff. So big, like basically a celebrity around here. But Laszlo mostly kept to himself. Uh, he was more private. He was kind of uh, really only talked to Voya. I would say, you know, we only spoke, you know. <laughs> what's like what you know hey how you doing oh doing well well how's it hanging you know hardly working working hardly Look, i'm i'm just i'm not gonna be around the bush i'm just gonna say what i am wondering about in the hopes that it it helps you think of something helpful um i have reason to suspect that laszlo might be involved in the whole Rigging who's in charge, um, in 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 Grendel situation that they might have been the start of something. Wow, that's wild, dude. I thought that was Ruth. The impression I get, and I don't know for certain. It's hard to get answers out of Ruth. The impression I get is that Ruth actively did the thing recently, but is maybe either was told to do so by someone else or is the latest in a line of people to do the thing. It sounds like Ruth was trying to protect their reputation or something like that if, if she was, you know, willing to make everyone think it was just her. Yeah, I... Did Lazo have a reputation that, like, particularly needed protecting? Were they particularly revered or anything? Revered is strong, but uh, the thing about Laszlo is that he was a nilbog. Are you familiar? No. All right, so <laughs> this is going to... 
this is gonna sound silly, but uh, in goblin culture, there's uh, there's a belief about something called Nilbogism, uh, which is that what goblins were created by their god Magubliet, uh, also created the bugbears. Shoutouts to my my man Mag, or Gooby as I love to call him. Uh, he's dead now, ripping piss. Uh, but. <laughs> But uh, Goobs created goblins not to have magic. That would be, you know, a threat to his station and so forth. It was better just to have them be, you know, ser- servants and warriors. Uh, but occasionally, a goblin would get possessed by a spirit of magic. Or That's the belief. I, I don't know anyone ever tested it. Maybe they're just sorcerers like everyone else. But uh, when these these goblins became nilbogs, they would get powerful magic that most goblins don't get access to and there's a lot of superstitions and beliefs about nilbogism in in goblin culture uh so i think maybe laszlo kept to himself because of the stigma or that he was worried about being judged by all the other goblins so so not like not like famous uh, famous for rigging elections or something <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, they are, they're, they are, that's the stereotype about them is that they're extremely uh, chaotic and full of pranks and so forth. But also they are uh, dangerous and usually goblins uh, don't, you know, directly confront nilbogs because they don't want to be, you know, electrocuted or set on fire or exploded or whatever. And they're also hard to harm. Mm. Um, you say Boya was around a lot, a lot more. What was what was Voya like? They I, I they weren't really my time. Yeah, Master Voya was uh, incredibly smart. I think everybody was always impressed with her in a lot of ways. It's kind of like um, you know, a celebrity where you're like, wow, I can never be like them, and I want to I want to grow up and be like them. Uh, but also, you know, a kind of air of untouchable superiority that you could think is uh, arrogance if you wanted to. Mm. She always knew what was best and she always wanted to, you know, help the village and guide the village and she was in charge obviously and then her boyfriend was in charge. So for like 10 years they basically ran everything and now you're telling me they continue to run things after they both disappeared. Uh the 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 other thing I wanted to ask you about is um do you know anything about something called the kitsune? Oh, like a fox yokai? Yeah, yeah, there, there. I think is one trying to mess with town, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I became governor, uh, Voya told me to not have contact with the yokai in the area. She said that there, there was an understanding between the yokai and Grendel, kind of like with the frost giants and Grendel, and to if I saw one, to not engage. So I never really looked into it, you know. She she was pretty smart about that kind of stuff. So I just, you know, I just followed directions. That would have been real helpful to know. We have been engaging with them. Uh... <laughs> it's not ideal. Is is there any like <laughs> contingency plan that you were told when you were put in charge that's like, here's how you apologize and reinstate the treaty and back off <laughs> and and go. Everything's good. Is there like a place that I can leave just like a a mountain of spaghetti and all will be good. <laughs> not to my knowledge. No, Voya told me to not mess with them. Just let them do their thing. Uh, and then I told, you know, Gigi 
And then I don't know if Gigi told Philippa, but I assume that with all the chaos going on, it might have slipped his mind. Um, but here's the thing. Also, I know you've been engaging uh, yokai, but not all yokai are the same, right? If you uh, fought that Yurei who got into the food, that's kind of like a, a vengeful ghost. And there's the Baku. They're not really community-oriented traditionally. But uh, 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 a kitsune, is a, uh, it's called a bakamono. It's a separate kind of thing. Uh, and they're like, you know, tricksters, shapeshifters. They they have more of a culture and a society. Uh, not that Baku are incapable of it, just traditionally they're not. Uh, that's not their culture. But uh, th those are the kind of ones I wouldn't engage in. I think if a yurei shows up, you should beat its ass, just to be clear. <laughs> okay. Is there some kind of super secret way we can tell if someone is secretly a shape-shifted kitsune. <laughs> oh man, I'm not a, a wizard, but I read a book once where there was a, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, doppelganger, right? And they can take people's shapes. And then the hero, he was like a cool cop. He was like a loose cannon cop. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't play by the rules and his, uh, you know, sidekick was like a dog, and uh, the dog had a gun. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got distracted Stop there. Stop or my uh, anyway. dog will shoot. <laughs> Stop or my dog will shoot! Yes! <laughs> um, anyway, at the climax of that novel, uh, the detective casts Moon something, and that reveals shapeshifters. So, that's a thing I know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Too bad we don't have anyone who knows that spell. So, so you don't. So, so once again, you don't know anyone with like secret intel on how Laszlo is puppeting the whole town or anything. No. I mean, goblins don't live that long. If I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you, Voya and Laszlo are both probably quite elderly. Uh, not to bring the house down, you know. I know we're doing this uh, team building ex exercise with the with the beer, uh, but they're ancient as fuck. So if they're still alive, I don't know that they're puppeting anything. One more thing, while I remember to ask, um, Voya disappeared kind of suddenly, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Ch yeah. Chaboy probably knows more than I do. Chaboy. Aze, that's his legal name, Aze Chaboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, it seems like that's a thing that, maybe I'm wrong, I get the vibe that no one likes to talk about that being a thing that happened. It's kind of a downer when you you know your neighbor might have killed someone, and it's like, well, we don't have enough evidence to arrest him, so I guess we gotta let him walk around. I don't know. Who would you have arrested? Was there someone in mind? Aze? Aze Chiboy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... Huh. <laughs> I mean... I love... I guess I knew that there was a suspicion around Aze, I just hadn't pictured it being, like... We want to arrest you, but don't have the evidence level. Yeah, I guess this is how Neelith finds out something the audience already heard, which is that Potter says, yeah, he was uh, seen with uh, Voya, like the last person to be seen with her, and then he lied about it, and then she disappeared. So that's pretty suspicious, but it's not enough to put someone in a hole and then cover the hole. <laughs> I'm definitely not enough for that. That's a lot. 
Also, stop reading books about cops. Cops are bad. Don't idolize cops. I'm more of a fan of the dog. Gun dog. The dog with the gun. Hey, hey. Hey, even the dog is a cop. Damn. Is there no one you could look up to? Are there no heroes? (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm at a loss of what else to ask. I... I don't know where else I can I can go on that. No, that's a lot for one downtime, and I heard so yeah, so yeah. Sophie gasp in a way where I felt like some something was knocked loose. So that's <laughs> probably good. Um, so for brewing, why don't we roll? Uh, uh, why don't you roll intelligence modifier plus proficiency, which just went up, uh, and let's uh, say uh, f- uh, five is the threshold for one. Uh, serving one uh, item of alcohol, 10 is 2, 15 is 3, and 20 is 4. Okay. Eight. Oh, that's only one. <laughs> that's that's not ideal. Uh, so you get one uh, usable uh, thing of alcohol. You can tell me about that and add that to your inventory, and that's your best weapon against mold. Uh, and basically with alcohol, if you want to, you don't have to, if you want to, you can now permanently kill mold in a way that you couldn't before. Okay. I'm making a note of that. Um, I, I think that, um, the, the reason that Neelith doesn't get many batches done is because she gets too into the frame of mind of, Oh yeah, this is like cooking. I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna fancy it all up. I'm gonna really like get this right, and probably spends too much time futzing about one. No, mold will appreciate it. One very ornately, yeah, one very ornately done alcohol for murder. No, mold's gonna be like, this tastes amazing. <laughs> it's so artisanal. <laughs> it's killing me with this pretentiousness. <laughs> uh, having thought about about um. Having thought about cinnamon earlier, I think that this alcohol is like apple and cinnamon flavoured alcohol of some kind. It's kind of sweet, kind of spicy, very good at murdering mould. What if everyone drinks it before you can even use it because it's so good? (laughs) I will keep it safe. No no one else. Okay, everyone else in town can drink the 80% of a remaining alcohol that was not enough to make a portion. Okay. I just found a news article about my brother's brewing company, and the the first image is a picture with him in it. Which which one do you think he is? <laughs> the, the four whitest men who have ever existed. Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess back. Well, center. I'm guessing he's not John Slattery. I'm guessing he's center at the back. I feel like he's the beard guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone immediately clocked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The facial hair is where I got him from. Fuck. Incredible. Uh, You're like, that guy's a Yorski. I can tell. I can just tell from his steez. Uh, Good old Yorski-isms here. Fantastic. So, who's up next for level nine? Aze and Kat. So, uh, first, uh, let's do the level up information, right, Austin? And then we'll go... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Aze is hit level nine, and as a druid, that really doesn't mean much other than an extra spell that you can have prepped at a time, extra fishy bonus, and level five spell slots. Uh, one of the things that the audience will be able to enjoy is the fact that I'm going through and literally renaming every druid spell I can into new unnecessary names just to add to the mystique of Aze. 
So an example of that is I picked up Flaming uh, Flaming Sphere as a spell, but I'm calling it Solar Intersection as like an example. Um, I everyone's uh, taking fire spells. Everyone's fucking. <laughs> I, 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 for, for my, I, I literally took it without even thinking about fire spells. I took it from the standpoint of I have a moon spell, lunar interjection, and now I have a sun spell, solar intersection. So I have two like paired spells like that. Um, and then got to keep that motherfucking thing on you, molds out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the only like fancy newish spell that's level five he has is mass dignify, which is you know mass cure wounds. And a whole slew of other things. But that's all that Ozzy's got going on at level 9. Uh, what about Cat? Well, uh, Cat and Nobi, the Dream Team character sheet uh, at level 9. Uh, beginning at ninth level, this is called Brutal Critical. Uh, beginning at ninth level, you can roll one additional weapon damage die when determining the extra damage for a critical hit with a melee attack. Uh, it'll increase to two additional die if I get to 13th level. So... There you go. If I if I hit a crit, it's extra good. Uh, I think I also my proficiency bonus went up by one as well. I think, but other than that, that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and as for what Cat and Aze are doing, uh, they are tending to um, Venta's place actually in this time. So it kind of fits well with the tarn being built to allow for easier access to Venta's, yeah, and all that stuff. But there is still work to be done to kind of help get Venta's place looking the best it can be for hopefully uh, more regular patrons during the winter given... Did Aze bring his dulcimer here too? Uh, he probably had, had to carry it around with him, yes. Uh, so he probably has it slung under it under an arm while he's there with... Uh, while he's showing up with Cat. Good vibes. Play Freebird! Freebird! Uh... <laughs> God, but you're, I'm not, I'm, you're going to have me try to do a rendition of Freebird on Dulcimer, you God damn it. <laughs> it's just Venta's being a little bastard. I mean, he is being a little bastard. That's fine. That's his prerogative. Venta can be as much of a bastard as they want. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> Aze will, uh, will ask, you know, uh, <clears throat> hopefully you are feeling better after, well, everything we've put you through. The physical pain has faded, but the psychological pain of Nobi being a fucking little asshole will never fade. That is why I have come to apologize for kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, I was wilding out. You had, to, you had to do what you had to do. Sometimes you just have to take a fool out. Yeah, but nobody didn't have to break my fucking thing. Uh, at this point, Venta has uh, two different uh, boots on, uh, his gloves. One is a uh, little broom and one is a little dustpan. Oh, <laughs> <He's no>. like, <laughs> and he's cleaning up somehow. He's like flapping enough to stay up off the ground and then like scooping and sweeping. His mother has arranged therapy sessions for him. Hopefully he will be different in future. Be different. He will be be different. That's 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 a that's a new slogan for a uh, for a clothing brand. Just be different. <laughs> I'm just trying to speak to Cat's like level of confidence in Nobi to improve. Instead, they're just like he'll be different. <laughs> yeah, Aze will will Aze will proceed to set down the dulcimer somewhere carefully and aid in sweeping and cleaning up the you know glass and such around here. Cat, uh, I was gonna say gets out, but I think that they just bring it, they like they've only got their mouth, so yeah, 
they've got the brush, and Cat's uh, like, um, as part of my apology, I wanted to make you art and decorate your shop. Sure, you know that brings local color when you do, you know, murals and so forth. Did you ever see that Elizabeth Warren ad in the barbershop? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, you made Elizabeth Warren canon. Um, <laughs> she's always been canon. I can decorate with something of your choosing or uh, a mural of neurochemicals. Whoa. Is, is that like when people have posters of like THC molecules in their dorm? <laughs> no, it is like when people have tie-dyes of marijuana leaves in their dorm. <laughs> oh, I think that's more of a marina vibe, but <laughs> knock yourself out. What neurochemical do you most identify with? <laughs> <laughs> What's the one? <laughs> What's the chemical when you fucking nut? <laughs> dopamine? Is that like dopamine? Is that, is that dopamine? Is that just can, can can this now be how all human interactions go? Like, hi, I'm meeting a new human I've never met before. Tell me your favorite neurochemical. <laughs> it's like a new uh, personality test. I personally yeah. kin with cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm introverted, Sagittarius, a serotonin. <laughs> oh, you're a Sagittarius too, right? Shit. Oh well. Our birthdays are two weeks apart. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Chris is exactly in the middle of us. Birthday boys. That's right. Just the three weeks of birthdays. Incredible. Ne- neither of you give me Sagittarius vibes, but I also don't understand astrology, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that proves something. I'm not sure what, but it definitely says something. <sighs> Uh, like, but, um, yeah, go ahead with the painting there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, Kat tries to paint a scene of elation, uh, and pleasure. <laughs> Again, it's an abstract as is much of Kat's, uh, most, uh, most meaningful art. Yeah, uh, you don't have proficiency in art tools yet, do you? Correct, no. So that's a raw D20. I think if you succeed to a certain level, we might actually get you to proficiency. It's, you know, it takes more than a couple weeks to become Uh super adept, and you're also an animal, but let's see. (laughs) All right. 15. Yeah, I'd say that it's outsider art, but it's very evocative outsider art. It speaks, <laughs> cool. you know. Nice. You don't have the classically trained brush sto- strokes, but when people see it, they feel something. Yeah, they definitely feel like this was found in an old man's apartment after he died. It's almost a rough code, <laughs> but like when you look at it, you think, "Oh, that's like when you nut." <laughs> uh, I'm a bozog. I don't actually nut. I just hear people talking about it. It sounds cool. I. W- <laughs> I hope my painting communicates the feeling for you in absence of the experience itself. It's certainly making me feel away. I don't know from experience if it's that nut feeling, but I like it. <laughs> that nut feeling. It, it, it does make you feel like finger guns, I guess, then. Uh, well, 
<laughs> how horny can we be? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your upper limit? Or <laughs> what's the horny limit? Uh, no one ever knows. Although uh, my girlfriend keeps recommending my podcast to people, and I keeps telling her not to. And then she came back recently after listening to an episode. It's like I have to stop. You guys are so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. Just like very, very deliberately recommend one of the not so horny episodes. There's got to be one out there. It's kind of like when people are like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I have to record a po- what's their podcast?" Um, I can't remember. I have to go to bed. <laughs> it's not about porn. It's about the it's art about that porn. people make about video games. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I forgot. Uh, uh, I forgot what it's called. I've, I've done it for five years, but I forgot the name and the premise <laughs> and the URL and the Patreon. It's avant-garde. It doesn't have a name. I, like, I released uh, the vi- the video, The Ballad of Horny Geralt, on uh, September 11th last year. Oh, God. And I just uh-huh. imagined so many people getting that notification like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Happy yeah. 9-11 To all the haters and losers Here's horny Geralt <laughs> <laughs> So much So much I can't Okay Um uh, <laughs> Oh Christ uh, uh, While all this is going on Aze is you know Sweeping up broken glass And trying not to cut himself And all that good You know Doing neighborly things And um he will take a moment and remark over to Venta. Um, I, I also want to uh, apologize, Venta, for, well, not visiting as regularly as I probably should. You know. I understand. I'm really far out here. Even so, it really is important for us to maintain to maintain good relationships and be in good contact with each other. It's Reminds me of things that Voya would talk about when she would talk about the, well, the constellations themselves. Now that we got Governor Philippa, uh, she's building a bridge. And so it's like, she's got my vote, even though we don't vote, you know? Mm -hmm. Voya never built me a bridge. (laughs) That is... I'm not sure why she never had that built. I'm not sure why anyone before Philippa had a bridge built to make it easier to visit, but at least it's being taken care of now. It does seem like a thing where you're like, why didn't someone just do that? But if I just walk around, you know, a city and see a thousand potholes and like crumbling buildings and stuff, (laughs) and it's like, oh, damn, it'd just be like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. They also probably didn't have a creature that could just throw up (laughs) structures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are limits to it. Like it says, like oh, it has to be yay feet long or whatever. So we we, we kind of glossed past some of it for flavor. Yeah, but. the, the fact, yeah, yeah, this is something that's taking days to effectively create, but it's in short bursts. It's like, like yes, yes. Here's ten cubic feet, and then here's ten cubic feet, and then here's ten cubic feet. You know, the point and, stands that it, it was harder until recently. And then I gotta take a rest. Ozzy remarks. Uh, Ozzy uh, will add. I'm. I do need to apologize to Nobi at some point. Despite me being as fr- angry as I was at what happened here, I still don't like the fact that I struck them the way I did after everything calmed down. I uh... Cat looks at Venta for a moment and then looks back to Ozzy and goes, Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> I, well, I'm pretty sure you've been able to tell, but it's kind of in my nature to be a worrier. Uh, I've been that way a lot, and uh, the past few years have not made it any easier to be a worrier. It was, it is okay, I have talked to him anyway. He said it put him on the right track and was a good thing. I heard a rumor that that little that little son of a bitch lit himself on fire to fight a monster. Is that true? Yes, he did. He uh, intentionally set himself ablaze in order to attack uh, a threat to, well, potentially the entire village. It and was, uh, what's the word? Um, baller as hell. It does sound fucking killer. What a fucking bad, that's bad. Don't tell him I said this because I'm still mad at his little ass, but you know what I'm saying. It's fucking cool and people are talking about it. Truly the most trustworthy hero now. We can all rely <laughs> on. Uh, these past few weeks have been making me nervous about, well, the stability of the village. There's been a lot of tension all around and hopefully these projects will be doing much to create some stronger unity. Uh, Needless to say, the fact that there was an entire village of yokai living just beneath us, and now it seems to be completely decimated, brings me a little bit of worry about how something like that could befall our own village if we're not careful. Well, that's what we have you for, right? <sighs> I suppose so. I could have helped out defend the village more if I had, you know, just... To name something at random, like a, a snake with lobster claws that came out of my soul. But <laughs> sadly, all I can do is cut hair, I guess. Mm. But all you had was a quarry. It's not landed with cat at all, not in the slightest. So, what was it like when that quarry approached you the first time? Oh, it wasn't like approaching like a person would approach. It's just like bad thoughts, you know? It's, you ever have a dream, and in the dream you're, uh, you know, you're all really powerful, and you're like a, I don't know, some kind of hero, and you're like beating up bad guys, and you feel really good, because you're powerful and cool? It's just like that feeling forever, so. I can't say that I've had a dream like that in a... No, I have never had the dream. Long while. Are you... Are you it sounds like you're describing being fueled by a cocaine ghost. <laughs> Avoya, I mean, I mean, you're not there, Neil, to say that, but I think uh, Venta does say like it's kind. It is kind of like a drug, you know, where it's like you know you shouldn't be doing it, you shouldn't be thinking things, but it's just it feels good and cool, even though it's probably bad. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what compels Equari to try to join with someone over here, but. I mean, the Alabrihe did tell you that the the motivations for the quarry, they serve a thing called the Dreaming Dark, right. which is just, uh, an, it's not really a person so much as it is just a force of dark thoughts, and they seek to, you know, infiltrate the world to conquer it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a very generic kind of doomsday villain feeling. And that's kind of their thing, is that they're not really nuanced. They are just the bad vibes of, like, 
you know, someone previously on this show described them as the purge. It's just like, what if there were no consequences? Right, right. I've been thinking a lot about uh, the Flaming Lips song, In Your Dreams, where it's kind of about how there are no rules in your dreams. And one of the lyrics is, uh, you hate your boss uh, in your dreams, you can blow his head off in your dreams, show no mercy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 that vibe. It's like sure. What if you could just do any bad thing that came to your mind? Right, right, right. Like Aze is still remarking that he's he's worried about like being able to push back if that influence starts to come towards him. Is all I'm saying. Um, I'm trying to think of the uh, other questions that Aze would want to ask of Venta or talk with Venta because he doesn't need to visit Venta to like remove his condition. I don't think we can really remove it any further from what it is right now with his minus one to concentration, but, uh, yeah, it's a very minor condition. Also, I think I, I'm, th- I'm thinking about the, the painting that cat just did. Yeah. And I feel like because the magic mildly animates the mural, there should be a kind of a tangible effect, like a calming effect mm-hmm. in here. Uh, something uh, like the mechanics of it, I think we can workshop, but my like intuition is like removing like exhaustion or fear or something. But I realize in game, there isn't like a likelihood that you will like run from a fight, come here to get, you know, get that removed, <laughs> then run back to the right, fight. Right, right, yeah. right. Like, like basically some like persistent calm emotions effect or other sort of similar thing, you know, going on. But like, yeah. The, the benefit can vary, but I, I like the idea of it being such an effective expression of good vibes that it literally radiates it out. Um, my, my, the thought I just had was that like during an investigation in the same way going to Hale can get you an item or going to Marina can get you clothing or drugs, uh, coming here could like restore a spell slot. Mm, that's a, that's a nice idea. Yeah. Uh, so there's a wizard ability that lets you do this. I think uh, so slime would be able to get two kind of in that sense. That's my current uh, plan for this. Basically, if you come vibe in the, mm-hmm. the barber shop, get your your cut fresh, which is how we're going to end this scene, right? You both need your you need your shit styled. Uh, your mane is your mane is raggedy. Oh, is it? I'm going to make you handsome. Mm. Uh, cat starts to f- fully growl. <laughs> Like Aww. a lion growling. Aze uh, uh, will come over and, and just rest a hand on Cat and say, it's okay. I, tr- I trust Venta with, with, keeping my, with keeping my hair well treated. And I trust him with all of my being in that respect. But I do not want to be handsome. <laughs> what do you want to be? Pretty. Yes, pretty. You want to be a pretty princess? Yeah. It's kind of sexy. Kind of starts to purr instead of growing. Ozzy <laughs> uh, will say, "I will say, I believe that is uh, a more appropriate course of action for Cat here." <laughs> All right, why don't you two paint me the picture of your, your styles before we go to Slime's downtime? Uh, can, like, Venta do any kind of, like, um, um, catalog or anything showing options? I don't know that he would have handy a catalog of different cat styles. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe, well, well, the thing is, in D&D, there is a race, the Tabaxi, uh, mm. which are cat people. True. So I think maybe... 
he might have a tabaxi, like an old one, like from, you know, <laughs> a couple of years ago, because there's no tabaxi who live here, but he has like an outdated issue, so you right. can get some like throwback, throwback retro styles. Yeah, okay, that's fun. I feel like, yeah, Cat uh, is shown through some tabaxi options, and maybe like it's a montage, but you can see like Cat like growling or roaring at like styles that does not, do not please them at all. Um, I, I want them to have, like settle on maybe like a braided, a braided mane. Mmm, that's pretty nice, yeah. I We've talked about a lot of musical montages this season, and I've always been thinking about, uh, what's that Hall & Oates song that plays in a lot of montages? Like, making my dreams come true, <laughs> that one. But now I'm thinking about Powerhouse, the assembly line song. You make my dreams, right, that song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's in my mind, that is the quintessential, like, Happy Times montage song. But it would, it would be funny if, if Powerhouse just overwhelmed and drowned it out of the soundtrack. <laughs> it just, just comes in and just overwhelms everything. It's like, oh, shit, no, no, no hollow notes. <laughs> uh, so braids, braids for Princess Cat. Yes. All right. Ozzy? Gosh, like the hard part with Ozzy is that Ozzy has multiple depictions of hairstyles from the fan art, and they're all very good. Um, like, uh, I'll probably tap into, like, a little bit of uh, Levi's, um, uh, Gregor's, uh, you know, uh, almost like hair and mane with, like, like loose curls all over the place. Everything's kind of more uh trained up the bigger thing honestly is that ozzy probably has a number of split ends or burnt little bits of hair from being set on fire and otherwise in the recent arc so <laughs> his hair is just getting kind of restored back to its particularly uh nice sheen all about um and you know it, it it's still it's not cut too short because it's winter i mean he doesn't want to get it's not it's not time for the summer cuts it's still winter so it's still a little bit out there, but it's, you know, rained in a little bit, cleaned up, and, uh, you know, uh, just left a nice, nice, and, uh, nice and a little bit uh, glamorous on the back end there. Yeah. There's probably a little, you know, slow motion shots of Aze tossing his head back in, the, the locks kind of going as they do. All right. Slime, level nine. All right. So for level nine, I got two new spells. One is, hold on, let me. Oh, I, don't get the I don't get the name wrong. No, <laughs> okay, I got animate objects because I thought, wow, that would probably be really, really upsetting at the right time. And then, uh, so animate objects, I can. Don't worry, I can't make the bridge come to life. I cannot make large <laughs> targets turn into it but objects come to life at your command choose up to 10 non-magical objects within range that are not being worn or carried uh medium targets count as two tar targets and so then they can get up and they can fight for me and there's like a whole table of how much damage they would do so really i could just have a whole little army of squelcher and like objects begging to die and it'd be great <laughs> I love that you pick spells based on how much trauma they will inflict. Also, uh, Neelith took this earlier because she can um, animate her cookware. So I think you two should definitely, at some point, animate two little armies and fight them like Warcraft uh, <gasps> models. <laughs> oh my god, yes! Actually, that'd be fun as like a, just like a side thing to do. 
Oh, Neelith's army is totally all of the salt and pepper shakers from all the tables in the restaurant collected together. Oh my god, it'll be like a Beauty and the Beast versus like a table versus like Fantasia. Sort of... Yeah, versus Fantasia. Fant- versus Fantasia. Yeah. Um and then the second one I got was it's called Rary's Telepathic Bond, but I'm just going to call it Neural Network and basically everybody can have a telepathic link among eight consenting participants and you can all have a psychic link to each other so you don't have to talk even if you don't speak the same language uh and the communication is possible over any distance though it can't be extended to other planes of existence so like if you're close to me i cast the spell for the next hour no matter how far away you could go we're all going to be talking over each other and with our thoughts and going insane so you took walkie-talkies as a spell. Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no. Why? I picture it's like slime just shoots out like earpieces that just goes in. and now every- Well, no, I'm going to spit in all of your ears. And it's going <laughs> to integrate into the language center oh, of your brain. This is, this is why. And then cool. they're all going to communicate. Oh. But I won't go any further and I won't read your brains. It's just going to be purely translation of thoughts. Someone's going to be into that. <laughs> this is why Joey cannot recommend this to anyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, or I can just slowly put my demon tongue into your ear, all up into your brain. Oh, oh no. That doesn't make it any better. Or your nose. I thought I'd make it any better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Through your ocular membrane, where uh, they used to do ice pick lobotomies. So it's right there. Oh, no. I know somebody who might be into this, and she's the NPC you're going to be hanging out with during your downtime. Yay! There are actually several things probably we need to accomplish. The one that came to mind immediately was you need a new spellcasting focus, or you can't do spells. Uh, you gave away William's skull to mold, so that's that's the first thing. The second thing is, I think, uh, Slime, you would have amongst your priorities uh, going through the destroyed and now abandoned... Uh, yokai village and maybe mopping up any loose mold cells you could find uh, who maybe maybe they want to be reintegrated. But that's how I picture this. Yeah, repatriatized into my body. Yeah, I picture you kind of talking to sun, moon, stars as you two walk around the ghost town uh, looking for any uh, refugees who want to join your colony. Yes. Yes, willingly. <laughs> 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 so Sun Moon Stars is like walking behind you and saying, there's one over here. Ooh, it's big. Okay. All right, Sun Moon Stars. It's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Mold envy. It's medium at most. And now it's a part of me, which makes me bigger. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of listeners pointed out that you were like, oh, if some moon stars would have just asked, I would have shared her with Mold. But your actual behavior is extremely possessive (laughs) and like insecure. So it's very interesting. That's why I channeled that to Mold, being like, I want it for myself. I'm going to take it from you. Well... See, Slime has no issue with Sun Moon Stars dating other variants of themselves, but because Mold is so different, it's no longer a part of Slime, so therefore, mm-hmm. it's a new feeling. Yeah, do you say that out loud to her? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Isn't that great when you could just say dialogue in Mari voice, and I'll be like, that was Slime voice if you want. Yeah, that was Slime voice, actually. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which part? <laughs> Wish I could just say whatever words and it count as my character voice. <laughs> Sun, moon, stars, all I ask is for exclusivity with you and every variant of me in any body at all, in any way. And in exchange, I would like you not to date uh, Mold. Wait, you want exclusivity in exchange for not dating other people? That feels duplicative. <laughs> I might have said that out of order. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I Thank you for sharing. Um, I don't really want to date anyone else. A relationship is a lot of work, and I'm a busy woman. I barely have time for one relationship. Yes, one relationship with all variants of me. If you need it, I can split into another body so you don't have to wait for me in case mold comes around and you need to be defended. It's fine. <laughs> Just in case, you know, they come around. I can think of a use for you splitting into two bodies that I would love to explore, uh, but it's not mold related. <laughs> so, so you don't think their color is better than my color? No, I love your yellow. It reminds me of lemons, which are they're so powerful, their flavor. And your boogers. <laughs> I told, I thought, Mold, that doesn't make sense because you don't resemble any of their body parts. Blue is not resembling anything. So, but yellow, that's, you know, mucus that comes out of you. It sure does, hon. <laughs> you know, it's not really in an erotic or romantic place anymore, this conversation. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to move on. I like it when I can't tell the difference between where my slime ends and your mucus begins. <laughs> it's really beautiful. R write that down for potential vows in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But... If you're into biomass, I can accrue it. I can collect it. I used a lot of it to help the village because I'm such a good provider. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a good provider. You know that, right? Biomass is intriguing up to a point, but there is a certain uh, level where it's too much, you know? Like you want, a, you want more than you can handle, but not more than that. Right, because, you know, having a giant body made out of, like, 20 yokai is pretty stupid. Unless you think it's cool because there's some around here still. <laughs> no, it's too many. I can't focus on all the different eyes and mouths. You're right. That's too many. What if I just took the eyes? This is so damn, This is so disgusting and cute at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I, right now, I'm still enjoying your current demon look. I want to enjoy and savor this one before we talk about the next one, you know? We got to live in the moment. Right, right, right. We'll talk about eyes next time. Ah. Well, is there anything you need, Sun, Moon, Stars? Anything at all? Great question. Um, What do you think about meeting my parents? I would love to. Are we integrating them? What's happening? <laughs> we are not integrate. We are, as she breaks character voice. We are not integrating <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm gonna refer to anyone. I meant mind out of, control. Out of their usual tone as breaking character voice from now on. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. we're not integrating with them. I moved out for a reason. Okay, they're only good. You only visit them. You don't want them to stay. You don't want to hear what they have to say about things. I've made a mistake. I thought meeting the parents was important, that they had to be a part of your unit. I misunderstood. They don't need to be hive mind. My mistake. I'm sorry, Sun Moon Stars. No, it's okay. 
they they have a different way of doing things. You'll you would love my mom. She's a giant wheel of burning eyes, <laughs> fire and wings. She sounds beautiful. Yeah. My dad's a little goblin. <laughs> He's a little guy. Did you get your eyes from your father? Um I think the the squishy part's my father. The light part is my mother, I assume. Oh, right, right, right. How did they meet? Uh, Gurndal. It's a oh. kind of magical <laughs> app. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. A lot of people are doing it these days. It's not weird. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Your, well, your tone makes me think you think it's weird. Uh, no, I'm just nervous because I'm going to meet your parents. Aww. And I'm a almost a mortal slime, and I was wondering if they thought maybe, you know, how are we going to have give them grandchildren? Oh, boy. I f- <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, you've, you've, got, you've done it. You've got an oh, boy out of Austin here. <laughs> Austin's malfunctioning. Sun, Moon, Star says... I don't think we can have children in the traditional sense, but magic exists, so. You could be my brood queen. <laughs> I could not, actually. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm. That's not going to happen. Ch- chucking out another god. I wish that were me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, we could adopt. Uh, there could be, you know, parts of your colony which, uh, you know, could be their own people, like mold, but not romantic, more ch- childish. You're right. I could produce blank slimes, and then put them into a dead baby, and we could res- no. raise that. No, <laughs> you were going. It was it was so good, and then it veered off. <laughs> you had it, and then you lost it. Right, but the blank slimes. That could be something, but not the dead baby. Uh, no, hon, not that. <laughs> what? Okay. Also, Cat is my daughter. Uh, uh, honestly, I'm still kind of stuck on the phrase "brood queen," and I'm trying to get as far <laughs> away from it as possible. So, anything else but that. Ah, right. So you're okay with non-biological children? I see. Of course. I am too. Whatever you want, Sun Moon Stars. As long as your celestial eyeball wheel of a mother is not disappointed. Well, she has very high standards, but I'm sure you'll measure up. You're very talented and interesting. How can I measure up to a goblin, father? (laughs) She married a beautiful, beautiful (laughs) earthly goblin. Uh Well, I guess we'll find out. Ooh, look at this one. This is so weirdly shaped. Come absorb this one. Okay. (laughs) Uh. I repatriatize Uh, if you look under a microscope you can see slime's militant cells coming in to take in the abandoned mold cells only to be uh, re-educated and become a part of the superior slime is there like a bunch of paperwork involved in the slime council or are they applying no there's no paperwork at they all. just go straight to class, and they just they they, walk, they go straight to class. They watch an informational film. Um, it's like there goes my idea for the papers, please expansion set in slimes council. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 that's for that's for a different scenario, but yes, yes, they they are deblued because the blue is a sign of okay, what's a word? 
trying to think of a horrifying fascist word. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, Degeneracy? My body, my fascism. <laughs> God damn it. Everything is... Is your brain not in itself a fascist dictator upon its other cells of your body? What difference is it from me to you? Not mine. I, I, pun I punish mine. My brain is the underclass. <laughs> Mari, I, I want like a slime written thought a day calendar. <laughs> God, these 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 thoughts are too powerful, Mari. Okay, you can't put these out in the world. They're too powerful. People are gonna hear them. <laughs> All I have to say is you too participate in body autonomy fascism with your brain telling its liver what to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to do down here? Well, my prop I proposed to Sun Moon Stars, but she said she wouldn't be my brood mother, so Wait, that was a proposal? I I thought it was. That's what I think it <laughs> was. Uh, so I th I think an interesting tension here is that Sun Moon Stars didn't recognize it as such because I think there's a version where we have perfect communication and she understands and you know, it's a perfect relationship, but I I mean, the little goblin in my brain is like, it's interesting if I fumbled that mm -hmm. and did not recognize that that was important Sun to Moon you. Stars is just convinced that, that this was a question about being a fuck factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, did she want to become a part of me while still keeping her brain independent? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, which I think, I mean, not to tip my hand, I think she would be into, but she, yeah, she missed it. The, the point is slime has a hard time communicating with words because they're so used to communicating instantly in their body. Nobi, you have the last downtime scene. You already leveled up, so I guess we can jump right into cool. it. Uh, Nobi goes to see Ruth for some therapy. Yeah. Um, so Ruth, uh, the flump, we haven't seen her in a little bit, but uh, we can just kind of smash cut into the scene, and she says, uh, So tell me more about... This well, you were standing outside of it all alone with your thoughts? How did that make you feel? Uh, it made me feel, um, uh, sleepy. Sleepy? Interesting. It was the middle of the night and we just woke it up to go to, to the well. That does make sense, but... Did you feel any way about the team continuing their mission without you and leaving you behind? Um, yeah. It, it felt like they, they don't want me around. I'm sure that is not true. I, Kat, uh, I've seen him around and we have talked and it seems like he values you greatly. I just... I, I've been thinking so much about what could happen if I was all alone the way that uh, uh, Venta was. Oh, yes. This is an unfortunate incident. He should have visited me more. What would you uh, have done to stop him from gaining the quarry possession? Well, we would have talked about his loneliness... Being by yourself with your own thoughts can lead to self-reinforcing spirals where you get inside your head and lose touch with the reality of the people who love you and care about you. And you just focus on the negative and you 
can't escape from those thoughts. Just talking about it can help. But what if he didn't want to escape from it? What if he came to see you, but he was focusing only on the negative thoughts? That is a problem with therapy. That it only works if you work on it. And you wouldn't be able to tell anyone, if even if he told you. Uh, patient, doctor, confidentiality does prevent me from sharing personal details, yes. But if we had decided to bring him to you in the end, then you could have helped him to, well, uh, to harness the power of the quarry instead. I am not an expert on this particular topic, but I, that is my understanding from talking with Pastor Vary, is that uh, uh, integration with the quarry is possible. It is called a Kalashtar, a person who has the quarry inside of them. It does sound difficult, though, living with another thought, someone with, with thoughts outside of yourself. It sounds very difficult. But if somebody practiced hard and learned, then it would become more manageable. Sure, that is my understanding. The Kalashtar are fighting against the, the bad quarry who want to take over the world, and so people take upon themselves the great burden of merging with the quarry and fight back against the dark. It sounds very brave. That would be very brave. That would make someone really brave. Yeah, that's true. I think you should tell me more about this. It could be important to my job because I'm on the watch. You seem awfully interested in the quarry, Nobi. Weren't we here to talk about your little outbursts? Yeah, I guess we can talk about my outbursts. I just get filled up with ideas of how a good member of the watch should behave. And then I try to act in that way and the others don't appreciate it. The others do appreciate you. You and I actually have this in common. Neelith has taken on a great burden to be responsible for us because of mistakes we've made. Is that not uh, tangible evidence of appreciation? It's tangible evidence of inconvenience. Well, that's not nothing. Inconveniencing oneself or others. Selfless, brave, heroic. Did you... Am I here to talk about how selfless Neelith is? No, I, I guess not. Is... Are you okay, Nobi? Do you maybe need some medication? I think you just need to help me to learn how to focus on one kind of thought and cultivate that kind. That's how I can progress. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> there are many thoughts. The part of the treasure of the mind is all of the possibility. But if only one thought can make me more powerful and better at being on the watch, then that's the kind of thought I need to have. Uh, perhaps you should speak to your mother about this. She's the governor and is in charge of the watch, and if you think your performance could be better, I'm sure she could help you more than I could. I think you can help me. How can I help you, Nobi? Teach me how to train my thoughts. I guess I could share some 
meditation techniques. Hmm. And you, you're a psychic. You can see my thoughts. Uh, just the surface level. I, I, I do not go deeper without permission. Okay. So how about the opening ceremony for the ice rink, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, there was kind of a jumble about the uh, stuff. If you want to redo, uh, like the 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 stuff about rolling with rainbows and the sign outside the wine and dine flare now, then we could have it the uh, plug at the beginning and the end. If that makes sense. Oh, cool. Um, sure. Nice. <laughs> so we are doing the we are doing the ice rink is sponsored by my podcast. Yeah, I, I think that's a yeah. I want to set it up more because just that there was the connective tissue was kind of sure, uh, right, sure, right, sure. Right, right. Okay, that's nice. Um, uh, so then Philip was getting up to give a speech to the whole town. Um, in the background, Cat is finishing a painting around the ice, the body of the ice rink, which is everyone in town holding hands. In like a big daisy oh. chain around the ice rink, uh-huh. um, I think they put um, Nobi holding hands in between Aze and Venta in a gesture of hope, hope, like wishful thinking, I guess. Uh-huh. And yeah, just Nobi just has little Powerpuff Girl hands and yeah, can't yeah. really hold <laughs> exactly. anybody's hands. Um, and Philippa goes, um, "Welcome everyone to the grand opening of the Grendel Ice Rink." First order of business today, the ice rink is sponsored by a podcast. Um, so uh, there's a poster for my podcast, Rolling with Rainbows. Um, it's a it's a podcast where we're trying out different tabletop systems. Uh, it's something I've been working on with my friend Jess for a little while, and the first season is going to be uh, a, a season of Call of Cthulhu. Um, we've already got a one-shot uh of us playing um, our dang Mothman won't move out brackets he said it would just be for the weekend with <laughs> uh, previous Dice Funk alum uh, Conrad Zimmerman and the musician Mel Stone and my friend Alex um, and that was a lot of fun uh, we do we do one shots for kind of smaller systems like that one but like I say we're going to be doing Call of Cthulhu and by the time this episode comes out there should be um, yeah there should be the first episode at least of the Call of Cthulhu campaign as well as uh, us playing Avery Alders The Quiet Year in order to build up the f- a fictionalized version of the town of Narragansett, Ro- Rhode Island, because the uh, the campaign is the horror at Narragansett. So um, go check out Rolling with Rainbows, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. The poster says all of that, the entire pitch. <laughs> it starts That's off incredible. In- <laughs> Some question whether it needed to be that long, but honestly, you know... <laughs> How much are you going to I know? I think there's art, there's art on the poster too, which I have to shout out the great art that uh, I, I had commissioned for it because uh, for two reasons. One, because it's really good art, but also because the artist is called Scutch, um, <laughs> which I keep thinking that I now have uh, a friend whose nickname is Scutch and a friend whose nickname is Skitch, uh, and we both have like professional relationships through tabletop podcasting. There can thing. only be one. <laughs> oh God! Oh God. I, I'm, I'm already resigning myself to die in, to die in this hill. Um, <laughs> two two scotches enter, one scotch leaves. Yep. Neelith <laughs> um, uh, has been very carefully chiseling this into a plaque that goes on the side of the wind and dined flare. So 
any fan art that now happens to the wind and dine flare needs to have just a tiny little thing where it's like, oh, that's that's the rolling with rainbows platform. <laughs> We're so mean to these poor artists. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done worse things than do a sort of brownish rectangle on the wall that might be a plaque. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so for my part, I want to say even before the speech is done, Venta has strapped ice skates on and jumped the railing and is ice skating uh, very, <laughs> very skillfully. Uh, his body was made for this. He's incredible. But uh, everyone else, feel free to, uh, you know, uh, rub elbows in the kind of party atmosphere. Right. And if that's the if that's the case, like that's during the speech, then Philippa is like uh, eyeing that a little, like frowning a little, because she had a, she had a thing <laughs> planned out for the like uh, the 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 opening and the first people on the yeah on the rink, yeah. Um, so she just tries to press on and ignore that there's already somebody skating on the rink, and she's like, um, "Of course, uh, I am honored that uh, my my co-watchmen uh, can all be involved with the grand opening of the rink." Uh, Slime, of course, is our town builder and has helped enormously to build it. Uh, Neelith, it is the wind and dine flare. This we have built it outside so that you can uh, draw all of the business from people who want to uh, sit and watch ice skating while they have a hot cocoa, and uh, to give the inaugural <clears throat> first. <clears throat> Skate on the rink! <clears throat> Is this getting uh, Venta's attention at all? <laughs> uh, why don't you roll uh, performance? Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, That's a 20 there. 20? Okay. Yeah, Venta uh, feels bad, does a backflip off the rink, and lands perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> to give the inaugural first skate on the rink, I have invited my good friend Aze. Chaboy. <laughs> oh no. Uh, I'll, I'll point out there's actually <laughs> um, in the in the Discord there was some comments about like what Aze's actual name was, and one of the one of the uh, the jokes was that his first name was Starg and his last name was Azer. <laughs> and, and 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 so because Starg is like a hobgoblin name, and the joke is that he would introduce himself to Voya with that name, and she's like. Are you just are you trying to be a little shit with me? And then just says, no, your name's Aze now. <laughs> so I have to just bring that up while we 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 roll this alternate name out for Aze just to put it on the it's record. It's adapted over time. It was Stog Aza, and now it's and then it was Aze. <laughs> now it's Aze Chaboy. Uh, Aze just like when when his name is called up, uh clarification, did Philippa tell Aze in advance that he's gonna be doing the inaugural skating? <laughs> God, that's a good question. Good lord, that's a good question. Holy shit, that's a good question. I like to think that she I think, doesn't. I think that I think that she, uh, you know, she was writing her speech, right? She got to like, you know, everyone on the watch gets to be involved in a really cool way, and she's writing out slime. She's writing out Neelith, and she's like, oh fuck, what can I write? And this was like kind of right before the ceremony, last minute things. She's she's a busy lady, and then she she, she was just like, of course, Aze can do the first skate, so she didn't tell him. Because she decided it like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Aze, upon hearing his name, is just sort of like glancing around with a look of it, like with a look of, uh, are you serious on his face (laughs) before a long resigned sigh escapes his lips and he trudges on up next to Philippa um, (laughs) to whisper carefully. I, um, 
I'll do my best, but uh, I uh, have to admit I've never done this before. You'll you'll be great, buddy. Don't worry. Right. Athletics check. All right. Aze, you know, gets strapped up and goes out on the ice and rolls a 16. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're you're not Olympic quality, but you surprise even yourself. Yeah. Competency. He uh he proceeds to, you know, uh I guess the best way to describe it, he looks like somebody who's never skated before. With the exception that he does somehow doesn't eat shit during the first lap or two around the ice with the 16. Compared to other people who haven't skated before, he's actually notably not falling over. That's Mm -hmm. the thing that's notable. Yes. uh, So uh, with that being said, uh, I'm pretty sure at some point Venta joins in and just skates circles around Aze. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Quite... uh, Quite in a in a, in a, in a uh, extremely lavish flourish, probably even like stops the point where to get like ice like sprayed on Ozzy, <laughs> just because he just stops wow. on a dime. <laughs> Not in a malicious manner, but in like you know in a playful manner, like a boza in a bozogian manner, you know, oh. in a manner like a bozog would, you know that the term everyone knows the definition to. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah neelith slime what are y'all doing slime comes up to nobi and says you know and then they like form a fake uh slime mustache on their face (laughs) you're doing great nobi since i told you not to do bad stuff anymore your bad stuff has decreased significantly (laughs) and then i put ice skates on my hands and feet and then try and skate (laughs) (laughs) but i can't because I don't know how to do it so I'm an 11 foot tall demon lady zombie slime and I'm on all fours trying to skate through the skate but then um, Sun Moon Stars comes and puts her scarf in my mouth and pulls me around the rink (laughs) that got interesting at the end there Uh, Neelith is in the background uh, and has been making food for the opening of the ice rink, and I think she's tried to make little cakes that look like ice rinks that have got, um, like, clear sugar candy uh, rings on the top to be like, oh, it's like the ice, it's like the ice rink, and you pretend, put your fingers on the top and pretend you're skating around your little ice ice rink cake. (laughs) What's the pun? No, that's no pun. It's just a cute ice cream cake. Mm. No, I have to think of something now. Mm. <laughs> ice think cake. There Got you go. It's brain related. <laughs> There's brains in the middle. Vegan, right. so you don't feel weird about it if you're not a brain eater. The little braids ice skating around the rink. Oh, that's adorable. Cat <laughs> is going from uh, NPC villager to NPC villager, <laughs> asking if they like Cat's hair. And then, upon response, moving on directly to the next person. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, do you like my hair? Aze will have a moment where he tries to skate over and try to approach Nobi, um, stumbling a little bit as he gets off the ice while still wearing the ice skates. Nobi, I have to say something to you. What is it? It's two things, actually. Uh... First, what are they? First of all, uh, I want to apologize for what I did to you back in Venta's place. 
that's very nice of you, Aze, but it was good, really. It, it put me on the right track. Kat said something to that effect, and while that may be the case, it was still inappropriate of me to approach the matter in that case, despite how angry I was. It's important for us to maintain stability and solidarity within each other as a community. And so there were better ways to address that, and I let my anger get the better of me. Well, I'm sorry I smashed up Venta's stuff. That was stupid and wrong and bad of me and bad behavior. Hopefully, hopefully we can both learn to do better. But I will say that your efforts in the village when fighting Mold were admirable. You showed a a, a bravery that I don't possess myself to put yourself in that much danger and that I do respect. Thank you. I just did what anyone would have done. I think you did what you felt was the best thing to do at the time. And sometimes we make choices like that. Sometimes they fall short of working or sometimes others don't approve, but we learn and we grow from it. So if you or Kat ever need to ever need to talk about things further, uh, you could always come visit the Cosmology Center and I'll be happy to talk whenever. That's a nice thing to say. Now I'm going to go back and continue skating to appease your Mother, I can see her looking our way again. Uh, I will talk to you later, Nobi. And then Ozzy, Ozzy tries to get back on the ice and keep on skating to appease Philippa. Slyne takes the scarf out of their mouth and slams into the wall. And then Sun Moon <laughs> starts, turns around. It's like, are you okay, Slime? Slime says, do you remember William? The skull of the man that I couldn't kill, but then killed themselves after I took over their entire village. <laughs> yes. Well, they were also my totem for to be able to cast magic. And in a moment of what we'll call an overwhelming amount of neurochemicals that resulted in, in a poor decision, I gave William to Mold, hoping that they would change Mold's mind about how incorrect they are. And if that didn't work, I did leave an elite amount of uh, slimes inside the skull to uh, do covert espionage, but it seems like they haven't returned, and that has Trojan failed. Skull. <laughs> uh, Colonel, uh, this is an infiltration mission. In this light, it seems that Mold now has my totem, and I need a new one. Could I have one of your eyeballs? Oh my god. Oh man. I'll keep it fresh and I'll keep it completely nice. And then I'll give it back once I find a better totem. But I can't cast magic without a magic totem. Your eyeballs are magic. It won't hurt. Oh my god. Um, I know this is a lot to ask considering that you don't even want to be my brood mother, but Wait, in the middle in the middle of this moment, Cat runs off and goes, Sun Moon Stars, do you like my hair? Oh, yes, you're very pretty, like a princess. Mother, do you like my hair? 
I love your hair. It is the most beautiful Kat's hair I've ever seen. already gone. Run away. <laughs> Run away to another person. <laughs> oh, no joke. Thinking you were going to ask for Sun, Moon, Star's shovel to ask as a casting implement. But... <laughs> oh, my God. That's a way better idea. <laughs> Too late thought, now. Oh, no. I can't think of any magic totems that Too have meaning. Now. Oh, her eyes Too are. Late now. I'm all the way across Too late the room. now. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I also assumed you were going to ask about the shovel during the downtime and then it just went by and I was like oh, okay no. <laughs> I mean some stars can offer the shovel but the eyeball is, does work just one she has two oh, no. I, I'm not a doctor slime but I think even if you did keep it quote unquote fresh reattaching it without a very powerful cleric would be Impossible. The The connection would not be the same. Ozai might be able to do it. Do you, are you under the impression Ozai is a doctor? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ozai Chaboy. Dr. Ozai Chaboy, PhD. <laughs> I don't think I can give you my eye, but here's counter offer. What if you inhabit my whole body like you do with the corpses and then you use me and my love as your spellcasting focus? Holy shit. But then you wouldn't have autonomy over your body. Yes, I would. We share. <gasps> we become one. We become one. Oh, right now? In front of everyone? In front of everyone. <laughs> They're 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 doing it on the ice. They're doing it on the ice in front of the children. I can't help that my first thought is, hell yeah, one fewer NPC we have to micromanage doing regular <laughs> meetings with. My my thought is like, oh shit, like oh shit, you're you're giving me keys to the apartment. Oh fuck yes, I'm moving in today. I got the stuff already boxed up. I hate my landlord. <laughs> Uh, in the background of this uh, ice rink opening ceremony, uh, Slime and Sun Moon Stars start doing something gross on the ice. Uh, I take Sun Moon Stars' face into my hands and I stare into her eyes. And then out of my eyes and mouth and nose and ears comes out, me out of the demon into her eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. Everyone tries not to look. They're just like, oh gosh, public displays of affection. Public displays, <laughs> public displays of infection. Mm. Oh god, and damn then, it! As the last of slime leaves my demon body, it collapses to the ground. Four ice skates in a demon body. Oh Jesus Christ! Just laying there on the ice, and then sun, moon, stars are one again. Oh fuck. To avoid the NC-17, this is going on uh, blurry in the background for part of it. <laughs> all, all, all the while, Cat is not aware that suddenly he's going to have two moms, you know? In in the foreground, Neelith, you're working the grill, I think, making, you know, some canapes or something for people. And your face tentacles are like holding a spatula, holding a whisk. And you're looking down, just, you know, do, 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 cooking up, cooking stuff. Uh, and suddenly uh, you see your hands holding the spatula and the whisk as two green uh, humanoid hands. Huh. Hmm. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Yep. That's normal. That's a normal thing. Yep. 
yep, that's that's very that's that's fine. Yep, definitely. And then the camera snaps back to Sun, Moon, Stars, and Slime as the last slurping noise <laughs> subsides. Uh, basically, Careless Whisper on Dulcimer plays in the background. Is that what you're going to say, Austin? Is that what you're going to suggest? <laughs> you're going to suggest that a no, Wonderwall. I think Cat would be like, Mother... What what uh, is happening? We are mothers now. You are mothers now. I yes. have mm, a new mother. No, same mother, new form. Mm, but also your girlfriend is the form, and she is now my mother. Yes. Mm. It tickles. She agreed to be the living host of me, your mother, and she also agreed to adopt you, so she's your mother. So we're both your mother, but we're in the same body. Cool. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations, mothers. Yes, yes. I've always wanted to brood mother. She said no earlier, but love has prevailed. No, not a brood mother. I don't. The <laughs> sound of that is bad. Let's just be together. It just means living host. Oh boy, it's a partnership, slime. It's a partnership. It's a living symbiosis. It's an experience. It's a it's it's a corporeal takeover. That's you know that's all it is. And inside us is growing blank slimes. They won't go in a dead baby. <laughs> I, you uh, you are making me siblings. Yes, you'll be a big sister. Oh my god. Hale walks by just drinking an oversized cup of coffee, just like a huge uh, novelty <laughs> mug, and he just says, Y'all, did you hear somebody say dead babies? <laughs> no, we're n- I won't be doing any dead baby. I won't be putting any slime in any dead babies. Apparently that's bad. Hale, do you like my hair? Us as your new mother formation love your hair. Hale, do you like my hair? Yeah, partner. You're looking mighty snazzy. Red. Do I attain the abilities of Sun, Moon, Stars? Sort of. I You have access to her shovel, which has the spell uh, Shape Earth. Um, and Does Sun, Moon, Stars know how to make flower crowns? I think Sun, Moon, Stars would have to roll to make flower crowns. Okay. I would like to roll to make a flower crown. Obviously, Sun Moon Stars also has the spell Light, which is just her eyes, but Neelith already has that through Bloops, her familiar. So the party has light to spare. I just wanted Sun Moon Stars to make Cat a princess crown. That's all. All right, I'm going to roll. I, I mean, Sun Moon Stars is on the craft committee for Young Day, so proficiency, definitely. Uh, 10. It's average. It's okay. <laughs> it, okay. Is, it is a crown. It is yeah. perfect. Aww. I bestowed upon you Princess Cat. This crown. <laughs> Hail, do you like my crown? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, partner. I've seen better crowns. Not to piss in your well. Doesn't matter. Cat is gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I think Ozzy at some point is going to tripping over uh, Slime's old corpse because they're just like staring at things <laughs> and not paying attention to where they're going and just yeah. trips over the corpse in the background. It's one of those like background pratfalls while the credits music's roll, you know? It's a great, great long, long con payoff. There. Yeah, <laughs> he was fine until you know the 
the antics. But you know, Neelith, nothing's happening to Neelith for her to respond no. to. So no, Neelith's uh. continuing to cook food and maybe only using two tentacles at the moment, just for just for a moment. Slime Moon Stars walks over to Neelith. <laughs> what the fuck? It's their ship name this and just their just, name. This is just the gold. <laughs> they just throw out there, Mari. It's just too natural in it. <laughs> Slime Moon Stars walks up to Neelith and politely takes one of the brain cakes and eats it. It says, well, guess who got broodmothered? <laughs> oh! Uh, 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 congrats! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's exciting. Don't worry, I won't be putting any slime into it, did I thought it was a great idea. Now, I, looking back, it does seem I mean, like a lot. I'm very happy for you both, and I'm very happy that we won't have to worry about any situations of someone who looks like you showing up and pretending to be you because you're you're there already, so it's fine. Yeah, I was worried that broodmother meant that I would be chained down and forced to breed forever, but really it just meant living host that I could produce slimes if I wanted to. <laughs> the pizza rats come by and steal a big steak off the grill. Hey, look, two ladies in one body. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I gotta get these back to the family. There's a whole feast. Scissoring, hey, more Donnie, like. Hey, Donnie, don't point and laugh at that. You've never seen two ladies in one body before. Come on. Oh, my God. I've been on the internet. Hey, hey, let's gawk and more snatch it. Okay, come on. Let's get out of here. Yo, yo, yo. Where's your princess, daughter? I know she wants this. Neelith has an entire set of a tray of pizza ready just in case the pizza rats ever show up and she puts the pizza <laughs> rat box on the floor ready. Oh my god, there's pizza! Everybody get a pizza! Let's go! What, no gabagool? Come on! Yeah. Where's the gabagool? <laughs> yeah, where's that sexy princess? <laughs> <laughs> pizza rats, do you like my hair? We love your hair! Oh my god, we never seen anything so beautiful! Come here, come here, come here! <laughs> come here, bring it in! Bring it in! Brings and it all in. the rats swarm a cat and just hug her. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> And so, the villagers of Grendel enjoyed the opening ceremony for the new ice rink by the Wind and Dine Flayer. They partied the evening away, enjoying these weeks of peace after the big panic around the Akashic Stone. Bartender Potter tried serving what little alcohol remained from Neelith's still. Hale wandered from conversation to conversation, sharing historical tidbits that he thought might be relevant to the conversation. Venta impressed everyone with his ice skating routine, obviously a skill he was passionate about, but had been unable to express in all the years without an ice rink. Pastor Vary tried every single snack that Neelith made for the party and delighted in showing off his healing stab wound to the admiring crowd. Professor Gigi was somewhat quiet, standing around the periphery, chewing now and then, not saying much. Shoko the blacksmith waited for her opportunity, and then, when no one was looking, dismantled the entire grill, piece by piece. Ruth floated through the party, harmlessly enough, 
absorbing the good vibes and trying to keep her own bad vibes from infecting anyone else. People came by from time to time to reassure her, and her swirling Rorschach pattern settled down into a soothing swirl. Farmer Applewhite delighted the crowd by showing off how much she could lift, hefting a huge boulder with each arm and declaring that she could have stolen the Akashic Stone if she had wanted to, and no one could have stopped her. Marina the Tailor, of course, flitted from group to group, discreetly offering her services, whether it was a bright, nice new scarf or a dime bag. And while all this was going on, back near the governor's lodge, the Egregore stood silent vigil over Grendel. And while no one was looking, it sprouted nine beautiful foxtails. Swallowed in their coats With scars of red tied round their throats To keep their little heads From falling in the snow And I turn round And there you go And Michael you would fall And turn the white snow red And strawberries in the summertime